Hi everyone, welcome to the podcast, where two seemingly meaningless people talk about very meaningful things. I'm Chris. I'm Leslie. And today is... It's Easter. (laughs) I almost said Good Friday. No. Actually, my first thought was, we're using a new phone. You, so your first thought was today is we're using a new phone. We're using a new phone day. Oh, it would be a fun day. We should do that. Maybe instead of we celebrating the resurrection of the Lord today, we could celebrate using your new recording phone. Genius yes. idea. Happy Easter. Happy Easter, everybody. Happy Resurrection Day, happy day of the year where the tomb is empty, whatever you want to call it. It is a happy day today. Weird Easter. Weirdest. Weirdest weirdest ever? Ever. Was this your weirdest Easter ever? This is my weirdest. The weirdest Easter ever would have to be the actual first Easter. That would probably be (laughs) the weirdest one ever. But this is feeling like a close second. Yeah, I think it is. Because we're, I mean, we did it online mm-hmm. you know we and the, but we got to see people just randomly before that on saturday yeah we took easter baskets to everybody and, and got to we had a good social distance. end of the week we just saw a lot of people like Random, the lord randomly please don't tell the government yeah and they were all six feet away yeah i mean and it was smatterings of people we're grown people but compared to what we have seen yeah it was i like, mean it was like you know, it was so funny. It was like a Billy Graham crusade. It was even the Amazon delivery guy was there in the middle of it. Yeah. The, okay. So one day, and it was the Lord. It was definitely the Lord Had bringing to be. everyone. Had to be for it to have been no visitors. And then, doom, Boom. Doom, doom, we had like four different church members within a four minute yeah just showing time up span randomly at the. Doing and different some things. Some were walking. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Some were dropping things. And off. we just all got to sit around and talk about how much we missed each other, which was well, so we were refreshing to the to the soul. We were standing. We got to stand around and tell yeah. each other how much we missed each other. Yeah, it was all around the perimeter of our fence, which was yeah. hilarious. We had some on the west side. Well, we had one on the west side at first, and then and then. She realized, because we would have to translate to her with the other people said, so she just walked over. So we have a, I mean, our front yard's big enough to where you can space out at a reasonable level without having to be, you know, an acre away. Yeah. Well, Jesus. Yeah, and then there's the Amazon guy. And yeah, and the Amazon guy just pulls up. And then our hairdresser. Just pulls up. <laughs> He's my barber. He's your hairdresser. He's my hairdresser. He's your barber. Yeah, yeah. I should dedicate this episode to him. We're not there yet. Okay. Uh, but So feel free to keep that in your pocket. Maybe I won't then. We'll see. What would you say was the weirdest part of Easter this year? Well, I mean, the obvious, but I think the thing that really... Well, I mean, yeah. I mean, obviously Corona. Yeah. But what, what aspect I'm not going of, to church. They're not going to church. But no. what really stuck out to me was being in bed this morning at 9 or 8.40... Which is normally when we're putting our shoes on mm-hmm. and stuff to be. And the kids were in bed with me. It was like a real slow, quiet morning. Usually yeah. Easter morning is, you know, yeah. we got a lot going on. Getting a lot of fancy dresses on, yes. Easter hats, getting the parade going. And loading up food to take mm-hmm. to moms or whatever. Um, so it was just like a very quiet, it was kind of a rainy night. Last night. So this morning it was kind of dark and quiet. And like kids kept trickling into our room. And it was really sweet. Every time someone would come in, everyone would say, Happy Easter. And it was like this Easter greeting all around. Now when she says that, that's for her. I was up and had been up. So this is the one thing we found out about me during the Coronas. (laughs) And Sunday mornings, I'm like a caged jaguar. (laughs) Like, I get ready, and then it's like two and a half hours till service starts. And so I'm just 
pacing and yeah. pacing. And Which you pace on a normal I, Sunday, I'm but always there's purpose behind it. Yes, I'm getting everyone. I've got it timed out for when I have to wake everyone up, when I have to wake the kids yeah. up, when I have to wake Leslie up, when I have to make Leslie's coffee, when I have to make Leslie's breakfast. Stop, when I to, stop. When I have to draw Leslie's to draw my bath. bath. <laughs> <laughs> All these things are real. Uh, so just you're like, Sunday, okay? yeah, yeah, just Sunday. Listen. The rest of the week. I don't have to and do that. And I put in my hours on Saturday night. That's right. <laughs> like Sabbath dinner. Uh-huh. And I'm just done. I'm done. <laughs> yeah. Like, I, you get a free pass in the morning. Um, and so, yeah. But, but, but this one, I... Yeah. It, I have trouble getting up in I the I mean, uh, we can eat an hour later than we normally eat. And still oh, yeah. have plenty, plenty of, time. of time. So, I'm trying to figure out when to... When to get breakfast started or whatever, and it's like, no rush, buddy. No rush. And what have you learned from that? What? How is anyone ever? Yeah, how is anybody, how, how in, I am never. <laughs> if anyone says, man, sorry, we just slept in for church. How? <laughs> how could you sleep in for church? There is so much time in the morning. <laughs> how are you dragging in at 1040? <laughs> What has gone on? It makes absolutely no sense. I don't know how, like, I used to, our Sunday mornings were so busy getting there in time to get everything mm-hmm. together because, again, we go together. It's a family deal. I don't go early and leave yeah. them. And, and yeah. we, for us, that's something that is very important Because we us. would drag in at 10 Yes, yeah, yeah, without me. <laughs> uh, but, but, so we go in together and, and so, man, it's like, oh, I could see. Because then when I get there at 9... Mm-hmm. I mean, I'm blowing and going until service starts mm-hmm. with other things that I've got to do. Mm-hmm. So I used to always think, well, yeah, everyone else is just filled up. Now I'm, how can you be late? Yeah. How? I mean, we've got a family of five kids mm-hmm. and you mm-hmm. getting everybody ready. And I mean, we get everybody ready and there's an hour until church starts. Yeah. And that's letting you sleep in. Oh, that's yeah. That's letting you sleep until We're like We're sleeping nine. now on Sunday morning. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, you could go to bed at 1. Uh-huh. You could go to bed at 1 a.m. on Saturday <laughs> night and get eight hours of sleep and sleep till 9. <laughs> and have plenty of time yeah. to get ready. You know, I keep thinking like, what is that first Sunday back going to be like? We're having church at like 6.40 in the morning. <laughs> No. We're going to pack in seven services. I was thinking, oh, you think like timing-wise. Like how how am I going to get back on the old schedule is what I mean. But again, here's my deal. Uh-huh. Even the old schedule uh-huh. is still later than you normally wake up. Mm-hmm. So even even when you have to get up early and be at church, be at church early, mm-hmm. it's still later than you normally wake up. Yeah. Okay. But anyway. yeah, I'm just forecasting that you're trying to set me up for something, and I'm not going to take it. I'm not going to take it. I'm not going to take the that Sunday morning of Justin. This is really hard, Justin, because I'm not used to it. Yeah. Now we're going to be there. Okay. Eight fifty-five. Eight fifty-five. This Jaguars. You know what? Maybe by then around. I'll be like on, not on bed rest. I don't want to be on bed rest, but oh golly, don't don't say that it'll no. be that long. Well, before. well, I mean, we're getting close to bed rest time. Well, self-appointed bed rest. Self-appointed bed rest. You know. Well, I would say the weirdest thing for me about Sunday was the normalcy that talking to the phone has become. Yeah, that was the weird thing for me. I was preaching to the phone, <laughs> and while I'm preaching, and Preaching to the bobbleheads in the corner. Mm-hmm. So I'm looking at different bobbleheads. On people. Facebook mm-hmm. Live. Facebook Live. The weird thing was that this is not a weird thing. Right. That was the weird thing for me. Mm-hmm. Was that this is doable. Yeah. You know. Yeah. Which it, is just. It's not seeming odd anymore. Yeah. Yeah. It's just crazy. I mean, it, 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 that, that would not be. That that would not be something. Mm-hmm. I mean. Who would have thunk it? Yeah. I I noticed this week um, it was less um, less of a novelty. Uh-huh. You know, it just it did and feel the, like this, this is, is our this thing is now. what the fourth week that we've done. Yeah, this? it's four, it's been four weeks now of wow. doing Facebook Live. 
That's crazy. Yeah. Four weeks. Mm -hmm. Man. So that's the weirdest thing for me. Mm -hmm. But anyway, let's do dedications. Who are you dedicating to? Uh, you already said. Okay, then I'll so, stick with it. It's like you can't, you well, can't was, go like, like hmm, they're not going to believe you if you're like, man, this is really hard. I could guys. do an Easter one, but. Oh, like yeah. Jesus? Yeah, so I'll, I'll dedicate to Eric. My hairdresser of, how many years did I say? I was 12 the first time I went to get my hair cut by him. 26 years? 26 years, which is insane. Don't you think? Yeah. It's not insane for me. I had the same, I had the same barber until I went to college. Mm-hmm. So I'm very much like, yeah, you, why would you ever go once you've got somebody? Yeah. If you find someone. Why go anywhere else? Yeah. So, I, I, th- so I think it's normal for people not to, I don't think people shop around barbers. But I don't feel that old is what I'm saying. Oh. I don't feel like I should have mm-hmm. been with the hairdresser for 26 years. You don't feel like you should even have, have been. been for 26 years. <laughs> yeah, me just even being. Yeah. So, yeah, he did. He came and set up a little shop on our front porch this week. With his little N95 mask. <laughs> yes. And... He brought his caddy of tools. He mm-hmm. even, like, blow-dried my hair mm-hmm. and uh, flat-ironed it. And um, he did Betsy's hair and my mom's. Yeah. And he's coming back to do the boys. Yeah. So... That was a blessing. It was so fun mm-hmm. in this crazy month to like get my hair did. Get my hair did. <laughs> and I kept telling the kids, pay attention. Like, remember this moment because this is historical. You're going to look back on this. Do you remember that one time? Yeah. We had to get our hair cut. reading about it. This, I mean, this will be in yeah. history books. Yeah, it will. So I keep taking note of little moments like that that are so different than our norm that will, like our kids will tell their kids about it, you know? So this one's for you, Eric. Well, my, mine is, uh, the resurrected crime. <laughs> um, I just, what? <laughs> now I can't do that right now. I can't, I can't choose yeah. the resurrected Lord. Well, you could. Uh, I could, but we are. We, he we, is a real person. We, after we all. talked about. We talked about Easter. <clears throat> we don't want to. I don't make your Eric decision look bad. <laughs> don't want to Jesus juke your Eric decision. Uh, I will. I hadn't even thought about a recommendation. I will do. Or, or my. Uh, well, it's not a recommendation. <laughs> well, I'm recommending. I was going to uh, go with it. But what do we call it? Dedic- right. Dedication. <laughs> Mine is to Chloe, our cat. Uh, I was one, because she's up here. Her. Two, because if you watch the Easter sermon, <laughs> you can see her in uh, the corner of the screen. Uh, like basically the whole time. The whole time. I feel like at one point. She starts she to was clean show, herself, and like just—I <laughs> mean, just like I don't care that I'm on it. Like <laughs> I'm gonna do my cat thing, just hanging out it, here. It's so funny because every week I have watched the sermon. You you preach from our bedroom in front of the mm-hmm. piano, and I've watched from. I just sit on our bed and listen to you. Well, this week, Jack was a little more needy in here in the living room. So I was in here watching it on TV with the kids, and she was driving me crazy. Just, you could not watch her. Yes. I can't believe that no one commented. I can't like, either. And hey, she's laid out. notice the cat? <laughs> behind you in this white upholstered chair, uh-huh. armchair. Just like. You know, sorry, I couldn't see her. I didn't think you could. I couldn't see her because she's in that bottom corner of the Facebook Live that is like the finish button and any sort of video editing you want to do. Yeah. So she just, you, I couldn't see her Did at you all. watch it back? No. She's no, laid out like the queen of Sheba. That's right. Licking her belly. Yeah. <laughs> I was just sitting here like, I have to do something. I can't just <laughs> let her... Just like What's, show so, off like that. So you came into the room, <clears throat> yeah. and then you sat on the bed, mm-hmm. and you started going. 
Which one I'm thinking is the audio picking that up? I did, did this it is, so quiet. This is a little bit louder. Like when she talks, it's very quiet. When she's doing this, it's pretty loud. Uh, and at that point, I didn't even know Chloe was over. There. I thought you were having like a stroke. Whatever. And I did not know. I didn't know she was there. Oh. I didn't know. And then I was like, "What is she? She's obviously." And so I kind of—you'll actually see me kind of peek to the side. And catch a glimpse of Chloe, because mm-hmm. I didn't know she was there doing that. Oh, I didn't know if you knew. I didn't think you did. So you came in and you were like, and you're doing this, <laughs> like moving your hand? I thought you were signaling me for something. No. And I was like, what am I doing wrong? I was so trying, I'm like, to... trying to look at you, and you're like, like pointing to the left, and I'm like, oh, I need to... I thought you were saying the internet was messing up or something. No. So it was pretty funny. And and she like, oh, just, yeah. But she did stop like cleaning herself for yeah. a moment and just stared at me. Well, that's then. a grace, so. Chloe, so thank you for that. Oh, goodness. So <laughs> anyone who's like, well, that's the weird. That might have been the weirdest thing for somebody's Easter today. Been, I'll tell you the weirdest thing, that cat in your Easter <laughs> it sermon. It looked very... That's the first cat we've had it in our Easter really sermon <laughs> since that, since we did that... Weird Easter play back in 1984, <laughs> you know. Yeah, uh, that Easter cantata that had went really sideways. It. I can't even think of what word I would use to describe it, but it just had a look to it. Like you're there with a pretty white chair and the cat. And that cat. Yeah. Mm, I don't know. The Lord's <laughs> creation was like our God. The God we're talking about made that thing. Yeah. That thing over that's there. That's true. Uh, I did get. I think. Um, I offended her owner. I could tell. Yeah. She didn't so much like the story about her cat later. No, she was like, Mom, it's what cats do. It's it's very normal. She's she's normal. It's very normal what she's doing. Which is like a parent at schools today. (laughs) Like, your kids really... No. Yeah. They're very normal. This is what all the kids are like. I don't know. I don't know. Well, what do you want to talk about today? I mean, it's it's Easter. It's the middle of the Corona virus thing. So much we could talk about. We want to give people things to think about. Yeah. Well, we were talking about um, just the whole holiday. Oh yeah. The nature of holidays and of being with your family and feasting. Yes. Feasting well. Mm-hmm. And feasting without guilt. Yeah, that's you know that's one of the things I, I've noticed. It's kind of a weird thing. I think among Christians, I don't know if it's this way among the lost. I don't think world, it is, but I don't live well, among that world. And so, no, they're openly shaming each other for various things. Yeah, time. yeah, yeah. But uh, yeah, it, there's almost like a trepidation in how you celebrate. Like, mm-hmm. am I celebrating this mm-hmm. in a way that someone is going to look down on me mm-hmm. for how I celebrate it? Mm-hmm. And that's really weird. Mm-hmm. I mean, I mean, it's weird that that's something that you have to consider. And I would just encourage everybody, mm-hmm. just rejoice. Make it a time of feasting yeah. and celebration of the Lord. And don't have those constant second guessings of... Yeah. Am I going too far? Am I doing Am too I being much? somber enough? Am I <laughs> Yeah. 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 So like, yeah. Yeah. Am I those sorts of things? I mean, one, the Holy Spirit will tell you those things. Yeah. Right? If if you are doing something. Right. And you're like, I really feel like it we need to do this. Mm-hmm. Or Especially, you know, scripture says that thinking of this day or mm-hmm. whatever, which you're going to have a hard time finding scripture telling. Like, if, mm-hmm. like okay, so if scripture <clears throat> told us how to celebrate Easter, then of course we would be like, this is what you need to do on Easter. Right. If scripture said this is how you celebrate Christmas, we'd say this is what you do mm-hmm. on Christmas. But it doesn't. Mm-hmm. Uh, so that gives us a lot of a lot of freedom to just feast, mm-hmm. just yeah. rejoice. And, le- and what can happen is those fears... Mm-hmm. Uh, of others. It is really more of a fear of, it, of man than a fear of God. Yeah. Right? We're not afraid. I mean, often it's what is what are other people thinking about myself yeah, rather than what it is, is God thinking often. about it. It often. might sometimes be. Yes. Am I being holy enough? Am I, yeah, yeah. You know. And I, I would say, like, let your, let your holiday celebrations mm-hmm. or your 
you know, not even holidays, but whatever you're celebrating, right? Yeah. It doesn't have to be a holiday. Mm-hmm. Just do that mm-hmm. with uh, the joy of the Lord. Mm-hmm. Like with the freedom that we Like have. that Jesus actually rose. Yes, <laughs> yes. As really happy alive. as you would be if, if Jesus, it like, it, so like when you think king of, won. when you think about the <laughs> somberness of it per se, I mean, when you look at the Easter accounts, you know, you get rejoicing mm-hmm. from people when they find out that it is the Lord. Mm-hmm. Uh, in fact, the, the one time you have someone being somber is when the ladies try and, they fall down and begin to worship him. And he's like, stop that. Mm-hmm. Like, right, I've got to ascend. Uh, don't cling to me. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, yeah, just just don't let that fear end up hindering you from what's really supposed to be a time of celebration, whether mm-hmm. it's the birth of Christ or, mm-hmm. I mean, it's everything, you know, should mm-hmm. we call it Easter? Should we call it resurrection Sunday? Should we, I mean, just, should we call it Christmas? Should on Easter, should I hunt eggs? Should I not hunt eggs? Should we even mention a bunny in our house? Should we, mm-hmm. I mean, all the things that yeah. can just really. end up take stealing really the focus mm-hmm. from Christ. Yeah. You end up in your fear of not focusing on Christ. Not focusing on Christ. Right. And so then you're either you're either scared or you're feeling guilty or you're feeling like what, whatever toward other people who do call who do. it Easter or who do hunt eggs. Or who or, do call it resurrection. I mean, you can, right. have, it the other, you can have it the other way too. Totally. You can have people who are like, I can't, I can't believe they make a big deal about it. Yeah. Instead of just being like Paul says, which is let everyone do their own conscience. Mm-hmm. Like why? Because the Holy Spirit is real. <laughs> and if one of the, our believers is celebrating in an ungodly way, mm-hmm. he will make it clear yeah. to that believer. And it might not be on your timeline. Yeah, and it, and especially <laughs> if you're not their pastor, he may not say anything to you yeah. about it. You may, you may not be aware yeah. uh, of, of the situation. So yeah, I think that, man, that, that, that is something that during a holidays becomes a thing it really for does. Christians. And especially when you're um, just not secure in... I don't know. I think when I think back to the times when I was more scared, mm-hmm. I was I was feeling out like holiness and just trying to figure out what pleases God. Mm-hmm. And um, it's when I became more secure in what Christ accomplished for me. Yeah, that there's so much freedom in that mm-hmm. freedom from what other people think and freedom like that He has covered me mm-hmm. and that I just I just think of how many wasted mm-hmm. holiday times of celebration you have with your family where the whole time you were semi trepidatious. Yeah. As you were so instead of just being all out and yeah. being all in about the tomb is empty. Mm-hmm. It was like the tomb is empty but I accidentally called it this mm-hmm. or I did a this and is that gonna ruin it? Or yeah. should I have done a this or should we take Passover or not take Passover you know, yeah. all these sorts of things that you know and that's just with that's just to do with Easter mm-hmm. I mean the same thing happens around Christmas, Christmas. the same thing yeah. I mean every time and, Christians have a holiday there becomes all this mm-hmm. hubbub about how do you celebrate it mm-hmm. one of the reasons there's hubbub is because scripture didn't really tell you mm-hmm. about how to celebrate it and that should partially be some of our answer yeah. about it like the Bible just doesn't say when it does talk about some people treat you know all days holy some one day holier than another and what does it say just let people do their own thing in that. Yeah. Like, don't hold that uh, above above one another. So anyway, I would yeah, I would say the the one I would say that I've said I would say a lot. <laughs> in this. As I said it, I was like, I think that's the third time. I don't think you have to say I would say because you're about to say it, right? Okay. Doesn't that, doesn't that kind of give it away? Yeah. I would say. So I'm not speaking for someone else. You could this say is, what I would say what, is what I would say is. Or, that would be the same I thing. Know. <laughs> what what I'm I would about say to is, say. no, that's what you just said. You're just saying it. But yeah, a wise the, with, man once a wise, said, wise "Who was me?" <laughs> no, let the holidays just be a time of. I love what you said of feasting, of heartfelt <clears throat> celebration without fear mm-hmm. and really trusting the Lord, mm-hmm. trusting God, God, I'm going to pour my everything into this being a celebration of you, mm-hmm. Se- making this a great day. And if God, if I'm doing this in any way that's sinful, yes, you'll let me know because you're real yeah, and because you really love me mm-hmm. and because you're not wanting me to mess up a holiday so you can then 
you know, ruin my kids' life because mm-hmm. we celebrated a certain holiday the wrong way right. and now they don't love Jesus anymore. Mm-hmm. Uh, like that's, that's just doing a wild disservice to God mm-hmm. to, to think that. And so just wholeheartedly go into it. And I think, yeah, I mean, this is one of my, my things. I think this actually gets at the heart of another mm-hmm. issue mm-hmm. for Christians which is the idea of, am I loving this good thing too much? Because mm-hmm. we do it not just with holidays. Yeah. We do it. I mean, you can have people f- being fearful of, well, am I, am I, so am I loving Easter too much? Am I loving Christmas too much? Am, am I loving my kids too much? Mm-hmm. Am I loving my family too much? Mm-hmm. And to where people say that has become an idol. Mm-hmm. Now, Here's my deal. That is not a biblical way to talk about that. Mm-hmm. Because when the Bible talks about idolatry, it always talks about idolatry. <laughs> Meaning the, the worshiping mm-hmm. of a false god mm-hmm. in some way. Yeah. Uh, so again... The reason this is this is dangerous is people will say, well, I've made an idol out of out of whatever, and mm-hmm. in, instead of wood or, or stone, mm-hmm. uh, it's some sort of, you know, idea or yeah. something like that. And and it can be dangerous because I, th- I think sometimes people even talk about those good things being idols, saying like you, you've made an, you can make an idol out of your, your kids, your wife, your family, but there are never, mm-hmm. there are never any warnings in scripture of something becoming an idol Mm -hmm. except idols Mm -hmm. right so there's never you never get a warning in scripture of love your love your parents love your children but not so much that they become idols right i mean with anything yeah there is no warnings about anything becoming an idol except wood and stone that you that you worship Mm mm-hmm and so I think we want to be, I think, so I've, I've heard, so I've, in two ways I've seen this be a problem. I, I see it put false yokes on people yeah. in to where they then, uh, it, it really slows down a love for good things because you're always measuring your love. Mm-hmm. So, so mm-hmm. I love my wife, but am I loving her too much? Mm-hmm. I love my kids. But am I loving them? Too? I love my family. I love my church. But am I loving it too much? When scripture never warns about that. It Mm -hmm. never warned. It never says. It says be willing. The problem in scripture is always you're not loving it enough. Right. That's what scripture is always worried about. Mm -hmm. So the idea that we then put up this warning of don't make it an idol. When scripture never does that. Mm -hmm. Can actually slow down people's affections that they really need to be fueling. good affections. Good affections. So we turn these affections that will only come from God. You will only love your family. That affection to love your family only comes from the Lord. Right. It's not natural to us. It is a it is a grace from God. And instead of rejoicing in that and stoking those affections, mm-hmm. that fire that He lights, we we retard them mm-hmm. because we're we're afraid of, of some sort of false uh, idolatry fear. Yeah. Uh, Definitely. Yeah. I've been there. Yeah. That, so that that's something that 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 happens, and the Bible just. The Bible never warns about that, mm-hmm. which I think is, is is normally shocking to people that the Bible never talks about making an eye. It never says to be careful that something becomes an idol. Mm-hmm. Never warns about, never warns about that, yeah. about, about anything. It never warns about loving your family too much, loving your, your kids too much. There's, there's never a verse about mm-hmm. children being idols or homes being idols, uh, I mean, do we think that's just a modern problem? Do we think that New Testament parents, <laughs> well, did, you didn't have to tell New Testament parents yeah. that because they didn't love their kids? Yeah. It's only today that people sh- might struggle with turning so their kids into an idol? That is, you hear it all the time. Yeah, you do. You hear it all. And you know what you hear in scripture all the time? Versus love your wife. Yeah. Love your kids. And, and never then a follow-up verse of, but, but not, not too much. Too much. <laughs> you know? So yeah. I, I'm, I'm always, you know... Uh, Always, you know, fear. I understand when people say that. I've said that. Yes, I have. I've too. said that. I have. Too. And I understand what people are saying when they do say that. I just don't think it is ever helpful. 
Exactly. Because what it, what is it trying to accomplish? Mm-hmm. If 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 it's not love, if there's something that they're doing that's not loving, then you point out what they're doing that's not loving. Right. You right. don't you don't accuse the love of being a problem. Mm-hmm. You you accuse, and if you don't see anything that can be accused, mm-hmm. then you don't say anything. I was just talking to a friend about that this past week. Uh, the fears and anxiety that come from being a mom, mm-hmm. and and she, we were talking about that idea of them becoming an idol. We were talking about actually, it's not that you mm-hmm. are loving your kids. Mm-hmm. The problem is you're not trusting God. Yes, and yes. so that's the root of the issue. That you got to get, and that's why when you what you this is why I say it's not helpful to say mm-hmm. that those things are idolatry because you're not getting to the no. the kids aren't the problem, and then you're feeling the bad about pro- your love, which you should be pouring into. <laughs> right now you're like, oh, I love them too much, and so let me let me love my daughter a little bit less, or let me yeah. love my family, a little, and it's. That's not the problem. Right. The problem is your anxiety. The problem is yes. your lack of trust. The problem is uh, your fear of man versus yes. your fear of God. And so you want your child to be like this and you focus more on that than you do discipling them or whatever. There's a ton of other problems. And if you just say you've turned your kids into an idol, one, you've, you've said something that they can't find in any verse of scripture right. to sort of pray through or deal with because scripture doesn't talk about it. Mm-hmm. And you've actually slowed down. And made them fearful of what they should actually be pouring into, which is, no, the problem is that you don't, you love your kid too much. The problem is you don't love them enough, mm-hmm. actually. Because if you loved them enough, if you loved your family enough, you would be doing these wise, wise things. Mm-hmm. So I, I just don't, uh, it's, it's that same sort of idea of don't love this good thing too much. And, mm-hmm. and scripture just, it never, Idols aren't made of ideas in the Bible. <laughs> yeah. Idols are always made out of wooden stone right. in the Bible. And the things the Bible says don't love too much of are honey. Well, well yeah, yeah. And honey, okay. What's funny is there's, there's actually two times in the Bible that an, that idolatry is mentioned, and it's not a wooden stone idol. Mm-hmm. Two times. There, it's once in Ephesians five and once in Colossians three, and it's the same sin both times, and it is. Covetousness. Mm. Covetousness, which is idolatry. Mm. Covetousness, mm-hmm. which is uh, or someone who is covetous, that is an idolater. And then it's covetousness, which is idolatry. Wow. That's the... So, so, when script, so if we're going to be biblical, the only time idolatry in the Bible isn't a physical idol is when the idol is you. Mm. That's, that's the idol. Is you not that you've made your kids an idol, mm-hmm. not that you made your family an idol, is that the idol is you. Mm-hmm. Is the, so the only danger ever mentioned of don't don't worship, don't commit idolatry is not ideas, it's not those other things. It's it's either wooden stone or it's you. Mm-hmm. So biblically, and that that's 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 important for us for us to grab. I think because mm-hmm. it, those good things are to be pursued. Mm-hmm. And to be relished in a in a biblical way, mm-hmm. and to throw up this false roadblock, yeah. That I mean, why in the world would we be saying, you know, I, you know, I think you're just loving them too much? But I've 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 seen it. I've seen it, and I've had to talk to people who've you know been fearful at you know have I made this an idol, and mm-hmm. I have to go, hey, that's not a thing. Yeah, that's not a thing. And and I have to say, look, the Bible never says it's a thing. The Bible never warns God's people about turning good things into idols, mm-hmm. ever. Mm-hmm. The only thing you ever get warned about is turning idols into idols, mm-hmm. is to worshiping false gods of, of wood and stone or worshiping yourself, mm-hmm. being covetous yeah. and thinking that the person who deserves everything is you because you know who's God? You are. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's the real, that's that's the only time that, that idolatry it's amazing. is. is uh, it's just so... That's just not what you hear. You it's, know? It, well, yeah. It is such a prevalent, it's a prevalent thing. Yeah. And and I think it, it again, it's not, it's, there are far more We've dangerous things the out there. It's just thing. a, it, it is an easy thing to say. And yeah. it just isn't. It sounds good. There's a, there are several reasons it's just not helpful. Right. And say. I mean, that's what, when I said I've been there, like, I can remember Oh, I've, I've, I've pastored people before oh, yeah. and said that. And then, you know, you start to look through scripture and I was going, I don't think that's a biblical way to talk about that. <laughs> right. And then I start to yeah. look at the biblical way and I, and I go, you know what? I think 
my pastoring was not very helpful. <laughs> and I think it was the opposite of helpful right. because I was creating a false standard. Yeah. I was like you said, a it was of like, heaviness. It was, yeah. It was like giving them an idol named Beelzebub. <laughs> uh, but the idol, I mean, now they're looking at their little kid that they might be an idol. Right. <laughs> so like, yeah. like, like, like I don't trust you, you know, when, uh, or the when, home walking into the home and going, you know what? These people might be what making me commit idolatry. I'm, I'm spending too much time here. I'm, yeah, I'm spending way too much time with my family. I need to get out of here and do this well, work. Well, that's and, you know. when I remember coming, you know, coming up to this was, I think when we were homeschooling, first homeschooling, I was so excited and you're just pouring your life into it. And you, I would hear a lot about that that's turning your family into an idol, that all you're, if all you're doing is ministering to your family and, you know, spending all your time teaching your own kids. Yeah. And I, that scared me. I was like, well, <gasps> I don't want to. And then you go and you see all these Bible verses that actually tell you to <laughs> spend time doing those things. Teach to spend children. all your time right doing those things. Right yeah. on your doorbell. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But instead of that, you hear these false ideas of, well, don't turn your family into an idol. Yeah. And it's like, oh my goodness, I didn't even, I haven't even read those verses yet. Yeah, because you're not in there. Mm-hmm. They're not there. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. Well, we need we need more Christians that are that are fervently that are zealous for good works. Right. The Bible is not against zeal. No. The Bible says you should be zealous for good things, yeah. burning, boiling, raging, mm-hmm. devoted to good things. Mm-hmm. That's what we need. We don't need people who are doing good things while at the same time sort of halfway like trying to restrain themselves. Mm-hmm. No, lay down your And life. like, oops, I'm smiling. Oops. <laughs> I look like I was enjoying that, you know. <laughs> you know what I mean? Who does oops? I'm smiling. Well, it's like that's what it. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Like that's the picture of it. Like, oh, I'm. Oh, enjoying if you enjoy it. it, if you enjoy it, then it's. I'm enjoying the Christian yeah, well, life that's, too that's much. That's a whole different. That, well, that's a whole different <laughs> discussion right there about whether the Christian life is is indeed a joyous life, yeah. like the Bible says. It well, that's what it. when when I did stand up from this and leave that behind and just living in the freedom of Christ and. Loving, loving our kids, loving our home, that it's such a joyous feeling. Yeah. Like when you put out a big spread for a holiday Mm -hmm. and you're not, you know, of course you're still careful with your, your budget. You're careful with your time, Mm -hmm. but when you're not penny pinching and like being so, yeah. So consumed with, we have to, we can't spend this much or we can't have this many dresses or we can't, you know, like if you're counting your items mm. as a means of holiness, of holiness. yeah, um, it's exhausting and it's not joyful. Yeah. It's a, it's a false standard, Yeah, which we've talked about in a previous episode. Yes. Uh, but yeah, what is, what is, what does Paul say in Colossians 1? With joy, giving thanks. Mm-hmm. That that's what we're, we should be thankful with joy. Mm-hmm. With joy being thankful for the things God has given us. It's not a somber thankfulness. Yeah, There's a rejoicing in it. I mean, mm-hmm. even when we looked at it today when Jesus came out of the... And this, I mean, this could be a whole... The whole subject about the joy of the of the Christian life. So I will not elaborate on this that. anymore because I'll just keep going and and this will be a really long episode. Uh, but yeah, well, there there should be no shame in Christians enjoying the blessings of God. Yeah, uh, and you should relish them, mm-hmm. and you should love your family like. You can't go further in love than laying down your life, right? <laughs> and Jesus wasn't like, well, you know. Don't like lay down your life for them or anything. Yeah. I mean, he's like, you cannot love them too much. Right. You can't. You cannot love your family. You cannot love your kids. You cannot love your church. You cannot love those things too much because God is love. Love will never be wrong. Mm-hmm. Uh, and so just joyously and wholeheartedly mm-hmm. love them however you can do that. Mm-hmm. During the holidays, however you can spread joy and rejoicing and mm-hmm. and delight. delight in the Lord. Yeah. Do not be fearful. Mm-hmm. Do that. If you're doing anything wrong, mm-hmm. God has mm-hmm. given you the spirit and he will convict you. Yeah. Now, if he convicts you, listen mm-hmm. to that conviction. Do not stiffen your neck. Do not harden your heart as in the day of rebellion. Mm-hmm. But... Do not create a, 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 a conviction that is not there, mm-hmm. right? 
I mean, the Holy Spirit isn't a whisperer. I mean, God is and not. And he doesn't hide nuggets in your yes, heart that you have to go that find. That you've got to dig out and think that <laughs> here I was thinking I was trying to bring, you know, a worship uh, to my family. And I did it the wrong way. And I we'd done it for 15 years and I didn't know it was wrong. And it was actually doing horrible things. Mm-hmm. Like, no, that's not. It's not how God works. Mm-hmm. It's not how. It's not even how how wicked parents work. It's not how your heavenly Father works. Right. It's just not how it works. And again, it's knowing Him better that yeah. helps you yeah. to know these things yeah. and reading the Word, knowing what a good Father and He is. And that's how you'll know Him better. He lavishes love mm-hmm. on us. Mm-hmm. And yeah. I think one one of the biggest things I've really learned and been able to practice this year is, and I think we've talked a little bit about this, but um, not kind of already said this about the, the pennies, but not taking stock of what I have before I offer myself to God. So like, you know, it's real easy on the front end of things to be like, well, I don't have time to do that. Or mm-hmm. I don't, we don't. We are in the right price bracket mm-hmm. to be able to do something like that. Or, um, I'll be the one telling you we're not in the right, <laughs> right? But to offer just like open your hands toward the Lord and say, Here I am, use this, um, multiply this. Um, one of the things that I've done a few times at the encouragement from the encouragement of some friends is to double our meal, like to double the ingredients and just Mm -hmm. pray that the Lord will use it. And it's crazy how every time I've done that, something has come up where someone needs a meal, Mm -hmm. someone drops by and you have plenty to offer. Mm -hmm. So just kind of living, that's just one example of living in that kind of reliance upon the Lord and that sort of freedom and just giving just giving like what of your time of your money and trusting him and just enjoying it feasting that Mm. kind of a feast with your family with your friends with your home like that this is the lord's and to make it a joyful happy place so it's been a good it's just been a good year for learning those kinds of things and I've enjoyed it very much. There is, there is a great freedom when you can wholeheartedly pursue the good. Yeah. When there, I mean, this is the good freedom in Christ. I mean, mm-hmm. when we were in college, there was the bad freedom in Christ. Mm-hmm. Like, uh, you know, my sins have all been forgiven. Right, so right. I can do, I'm free from the law sort mm-hmm. of thing. I can live however I want to. And it's like, well, you, you probably need to read the scripture again about that. Way. <laughs> um, you've, you've been saved for good works. Right. So, uh, <clears throat> which got heard beforehand that you'd walk in them. But anyway. Um, yeah, there's a freedom to knowing I can zealously burn for the Lord and that, that that will never lead me astray. No. And he will fill me up. Yes. He will. Yeah. So, you know, it's just so easy to say, well, we don't have enough ingredients to make more for people to share. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Um, we don't, we don't make enough to invite people over for meals. Well, we've just seen that the Lord is faithful when you are using well, everything you have. What, what, okay, so, I mean, there's got to be some wisdom in that exactly. as well, right? Like, so yes. how do you, what are you thinking biblically is driving this? The, the biblical response to that is, like, if you're loving fully, mm-hmm. you can trust the Lord that your love is not going to be irrational or irresponsible. Right. So if you are making a meal... Mm-hmm. And you are saying, Lord, I want to use this for mm-hmm. your glory. Yes. And so I'm going to maybe put a little bit more in and see, you know, what the, the desire behind that is. I'm going to spend more of my money, not so that we have more food, but mm-hmm. so that I am free and able to give to others. Mm-hmm. And that is, that is a very biblical idea that you can fully Lay down your life and God will always provide. Even when that laying down your life is something as simple as mm-hmm. doubling your recipe. Yeah. Like if, if, like if, if the motivation behind that mm-hmm. is to bring glory to God, to love your, the Lord your God with all your heart, soul, mind, and strength, and love your neighbor as yourself, mm-hmm. then those sorts of choices will, 
you'll always find you've got money for that, especially when you start looking at, well, I have Netflix. I have, <laughs> right. I have cell phones. It, it I have data plans. It I realigns have, yeah, you. Yeah, then you can go, which is actually more important. Yeah. I've, I probably do have the money mm-hmm. to do those things. We always exactly, have the money to feast yes. and to provide a, a feast. That's exactly for, what happened. I think when we... Even, did, if, even if our meals are sparse, right. we can feast. Because it's not about how much you necessarily have. Mm-hmm. Yeah. When we decided to start feeding people at our neighborhood Bible study. I mean, it would be easy to say, we can't feed that many people. Mm-hmm. We don't make enough money. Mm-hmm. Um, but it, it really realigned my loves where this is more important than eating out. Yeah. And, and, what, and, and those sorts of instances also help you to enable other people to provide meals right. during that time. And one thing I've noticed is, especially, you know, in the situation we're in, is the blessing of needfulness mm-hmm. that when we say God provides, mm-hmm. one of the way God provides for us is through others, specifically in our church body. Yeah. So there can be a, a good, loving humility that lets others help you. Mm-hmm. That I think sometimes we're mm-hmm. reticent to allow others to do. Or we say the Lord will provide. Well, maybe the way he's going to provide is just let someone know. Yeah, okay. Yeah, we could use a lunch right now. We're kind of busy if you wanted to. Yeah. You know, because we have a tendency to when someone says, do you need anything? Yeah. To say, no, we don't need anything. We're good. Yeah. And in many ways you might be. But one of the things you can do is to mm-hmm. say, to think of something. A way that someone can Mm -hmm. help provide. Mm -hmm. And when you've had the mindset of, I'm going to use my things to provide for others and seen the joy of that, Mm -hmm. then you know the joy that you might be letting someone else in on. And I do think that that's one just natural thing that happens like in a church community. Mm -hmm. When someone is living a, a, a free, like joyful, generous life, it doesn't, it doesn't deplete them and everyone else gets fat. It really inspires everyone mm-hmm. to follow suit. Yeah. And so, for instance... Because there's joy in it. There is. And that's... It, we're modeling to each other mm-hmm. as iron yeah. sharpens iron. Um, one thing I've personally seen, and I'm not saying you can, you can then go and say, well, this is going to happen if I do this. But, like, when we did nice, start... Nice caveat. Thank you. <laughs> when we've always got to make... Are you saying that always happens? I know. <laughs> when we, we did start feeding people at Bible study, I noticed like... God sent a pandemic? <laughs> no. <laughs> like that first week. It was a big deal. It was a big change for us. And I can't... I mean, it was crazy how many people that week brought us a meal that we weren't expecting. That was weird. I, I don't think I cooked the rest of the week. Yeah. And... I, that's and the, the Lord, Lord doesn't, being faithful. The Lord, here's our caveat. We're not saying if you make one meal for others, <laughs> right. God will send you five meals. This right. is not like no. our version of the like potluck prosperity gospel right. here. Uh, but, Just always a but fear. But it is what the Lord does. He does. For, he, does. he did provide. We, we were worried. How are we going to do this? How can we... I mean, we've got five kids and us, and now we're going to provide a meal every week for a group of 20 other People, how's mm-hmm. that? How's that gonna work out? And the Lord's like, look, it'll work out. And that's how I felt going out. into it. Just, just trust me. And there may, it may never be another time where we get that no. many meals. But there was this time, right? And that came from the and Lord, I think and we, we're gonna give Him credit. for We it. look back on our whole life and see that He has always been that kind of faithful. You see that you see that faithfulness far more yeah. than you see times of. Uh, of drought. Yeah. So well, you yeah. hardly ever, ever. I mean, I can't think of a time when I've seen a Christian that gave fully to the Lord, and he was like, "Ha ha! Now you're poor." A uh, joke. <laughs> so I can pick one. Well, he didn't say ha ha. <laughs> you just, just set me up there. I was like, "Well, she threw the softball out there." I'm going to say, "I know of one." Last night. <laughs> no, I mean. What does the psalmist say? Did you do you not see the Lord's children begging for bread? Yeah, right. Uh, and so that's that is very much, very much true. 
Um, but anyway, the Lord does always take care of his people. And if we give sacrificially and if we are feasting on the joy we have in the Lord mm-hmm. and then wanting to let others share in that feast, if we are opening up mm-hmm. the banquet table, even, even, I mean, of course we're not just talking about food here, right? but that's just easy and an easy metaphor. Yeah. Anything mm-hmm. that you are wanting to let others in on the joy, mm-hmm. uh, maybe, you know, um, finding out who all loves musical instruments and mm-hmm. getting together and, and, and playing and I don't have time to, to mm-hmm. do that. How am I going to do that? Okay. Well, we'll say, I mean, those mm-hmm. sorts of things are, the Lord is always going to take care of us yeah. in, in He's any He's not going to disappoint of, you. Yes. He is not, definitely not going to disappoint us. And he is certainly not going to, uh, abandon us. Yeah. That much is true. All right. So, is there anything else you wanted to talk about today? I mean, I think, I don't know what we're doing time-wise. We've got this new recording thing, so it's hard to tell how long we've been going. I think it's about time for a jello salad. I'm doing, I'm doing the math here. Yeah. That's a... We're going to have to work on that. Our, yeah. Our arithmetic skills are going to have to... Oh, I see. Those are all individual that, recordings. Yeah. Okay. 33, 10. So we're about 40... We're about 50 minutes in. Yeah. Okay. That's perfect time. Jello yeah. salad time. Surprise jello salad. My surprise... Okay. You. Do you have one? No, I do not. I was going to ask you about Easter as a kid. We already did that. As a kid. Easter as a kid. Yeah. I think he would be precocious. <laughs> I think. Oh, I see what you're saying. Mm-hmm. Easter when I was a child. Mm-hmm. What did we do? <laughs> we hunted Easter eggs. <laughs> we went to church. Real eggs or fake eggs? Ugh. Ugh. Real eggs. Oh yeah. Blech. Oh, I, oh love I hate it. I hate hard boiled eggs. I love so the much. memory of the smell. I don't. When I grew up, you've got to remember. It was until I was an adult. That I ate eggs. Yeah. Well, I, I mean, eat, like, I never ate Easter eggs. Well, I'm not talking about just eating Easter eggs. Okay. I mean, I one, you that was... ate your Easter eggs. No, that's I. That's just disgusting. I know people who did. Yeah. Um, I didn't eat eggs. So I was in my twenties. Yeah. But till so you married a master omelet maker. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and I realized I think I just like the meat and cheese. <laughs> it I think does it's just help. Wrapped in I this mean, this egg blanket. But it I, makes I really the like egg the meat and taste cheese. really good. So yeah, we would dye eggs and color them, mm-hmm. uh, and do all that. Mm-hmm. And inside one of the eggs, there, my mom would have uh, inserted a little figurine Jesus inside the hard-boiled egg. For real? No. no oh, I was like, how? <laughs> how did she do it? Tell but me. They, so they were resurrection eggs. <laughs> and no, no, that's what that's what uh, that's what we did. Yeah. I remember the smell of the vinegar from the dye. Yeah. I still remember that. And the little fake Easter grass. I just you remember the when the egg would get cracked. The chocolate a little? bunny. We always had a chocolate bunny. Big one. Big chocolate bunny. Each of you. Both of us. There was two of, of us. Of course you did. Yeah. Yeah. There was two of us. Privilege. Yeah. Hashtag privilege. Yeah. Oh, it was so good. <laughs> and it probably you know it's like that false dimensionalism that you have when you're a child yeah. where you think that kids in middle school are adults mm-hmm. when you're in elementary so school. So you think maybe the bunny... So I think maybe the bunny wasn't huge, but yeah. in my mind, what it was other... like the 12-inch bunny. I I kind of remember getting a chocolate bunny. I do remember certain Easter candies that I loved. The um, I don't There's a type of bubblegum egg. Easter bubblegum? Oh my goodness. It's in a little carton. And it looks like little eggs. I can't remember what brand it is. I loved that every year. Well, you know what was so funny about the Which is probably why I don't have why I have teeth problems. You know you know what was so funny about <laughs> the the bunny? I mm-hmm. loved getting the giant chocolate bunny. What do I not love? Chocolate. Chocolate. I just eat like the tip of his ears. But just <laughs> getting the big bunny was like a thing. Oh, you didn't really eat the oh, whole thing? No. So no, you I re- did not. I was really excited. Yeah. And I could never I liked the hollowness. Yeah, I like the hollowed ones. That's kind of a novelty thing. Mm-hmm. Hmm. Ours were hollow, but on the inside would be a little baby cheese. No. Stop! <laughs> Did you like Cadbury eggs? No, I thought Cadbury eggs were disgusting. 
I think I wasn't a huge. I did not I think like I those. Wanted, I liked their commercials. I wanted to like them. I liked their commercials I did a lot. Too. Like the bunny that would go roar. Remember that? No. The Cadbury bunny? He would roar. Not really. Oh, we're going to look at these after. That's what That's what made him so cute. He was this bunny and he would open his mouth and it would roar like okay. a lion. Mm-hmm. So, Why? anyway. Huh? Why? Did he do I that? I don't know. It's just their thing. I mean, I was a kid watching commercials. I don't know why they do. Maybe, maybe when yeah. we look it up, you'll know. You'll find out yeah, why he did yeah. that. Uh, what other Easter candy? I just got the chocolate bunnies. There was some. That I don't I've... feel like there's a lot of Easter candy. Yeah, I mean, now is. they've got the Reese's eggs, and those are Zachary Ward loves those. Yeah, well, those they are, are really candy. good. They really are. I always get the kids Reese's Pieces, the carrot-shaped Reese's Pieces. That's mm-hmm. a tradition to them. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. And Not the carrot-shaped Reese's Pieces. No, no. It's in a like a bag, bag that, that is shaped like, like a, a carrot, carrot with kind of. Reese's Pieces. Yeah, yeah, they love that. I got some peeps this year. So we do... Um, some peeps for your peeps. We do secular Easter on the day after Easter. Secular Easter. That's right. That's when we do the eggs. We call it just our spring this celebration. Is, this is, yeah. And it really has helped because it wasn't a matter of conscience for me. It was a matter of, I can't do. It's a busy day. I can't do Easter baskets on a Sunday morning and get to church at nine o'clock to yeah. open the church up. And... Yeah, it was a matter of conscience for me. <laughs> and yeah. <laughs> it was for me. It's a little much. It's yeah, too yeah, much. Yeah. So we just decided. It's just to... packing. It's supposed to be the ultimate day of rest, if you ask me. Yeah. Like if ever there's a day of rest, like this would be yeah. the one and you're filling it up with just yeah, we, trite activities just that are so stressing packed. you to get done. I've got to get this done and this done and this done. So as homeschoolers, we had the freedom to just, we turned it into like a four, yeah. our whole Easter thing is like a four day I always say, holiday. Why not do it on Saturday? So we do it on Monday, yeah. um, and we just take the day off from school, and we do an Easter basket for each kid, and we dye eggs and hide them and hunt, mm-hmm. and it's just super fun. So yeah. that's what I'm about to do right now. Is uh, I hate these days. <laughs> the, when it's late at night, and I'm like, let's go to bed, and you're like, well, I've got to make... <laughs> Gotta make a bunch of Easter baskets. I'm like, well, see you tomorrow. You do. Okay, I've noticed that you do. You shut down at night, which is how I am in the morning. No, it's because you've been up all day. I've been up all day. Right. Yeah. Yes. But I'm up at night when you get back in bed. When you get in bed, I know, but I'm the, awake. it's not that. It's that your like your energy oh, level is kaput. Um, yeah, yeah. It's not. It's not even that you're choo- You're not really even choosing to not. No, my eyes won't open. It's like you just can't. My, I've got to like go get my contacts out of my eyes. You can't even. But but what time is that normally? 10? 30? No. Like 11. It's normally 11. Yeah. Maybe 10.30. So it's, it's yeah. fairly late that, that is, where I'm like, we should probably start going to bed. Because yeah. then I'm going to get up at you right. know, 6 the next morning. Totally. After, so, I mean. Yeah. Yeah. It's it's totally fuel levels it are is. expended. It is. Mm-hmm. It's like I I can tell you're not just like deciding like to I not I don't want to help you. Not getting the holiday spirit. Yeah, yeah. It's Tristan like, tomato basis with me. Yeah, yeah. It's like he's can't move anymore. Yeah. And you then think? I just go in bed and you know what I do? I fight trying not to go to sleep <laughs> cuz I hate I do not like when spouses do not go to, to yeah. bed together. We have one, always gone to bed together. One, that's <sighs> what, when you were a kid, that's all you wanted to do was... Go to bed. Go to bed with your spouse. Mm-hmm. And so, then to just When be you like, were a kid? Yeah. Well, I mean, not an adult. <laughs> I mean, not kind when I was four. Kind of an eight-year-old I'm were eating you? the Cadbury eggs and longing for a spouse. <laughs> a wife. Uh, help me. I mean, Adam had been around for like a day and he wanted to help me. Not even a day. You know, so... Anyway. Uh, yeah, so... It just it just doesn't seem anyway. That's a that's another issue. It's gonna be a, it's late for me now, and yeah. so my my battery's gonna start going low. So that's good. Uh, surprise, yellow salad there. Yeah. Did you you shared yours right? What? Your random candies. Oh, and, I talked about candy, which I yeah. do a lot. Yeah, you talk about candy a lot. That's why I, I do try to kind of shut you off a little bit. I do I remember afraid that people are gonna be judging you. <laughs> hey, I think you've turned candy into an idol. <laughs> 
I'm free to love candy. I love candy. I love candy I, now, for the glory now, of God. Now, the Bible does say something about, <laughs> about loving gluttony. candy too much. <laughs> honey. About honey. That's right. Honey was the Israelite read candy. Read Proverbs. Yeah, read Proverbs. You actually can love uh, candy too much. Yeah. Um, anyway, I was but it doesn't say, say, beware of loving honey and also your children. <laughs> so, and still. And it doesn't say it doesn't beware say, of loving honey. It doesn't what say it, don't make honey an idol. And it doesn't, yeah, it doesn't say don't make honey an idol. And it doesn't say don't love it. It just says don't eat a bunch of it until you're sick. Until <laughs> you're sick. We just want to be, we want to be biblically accurate. That's all we're going to do. Anyway, well, thanks everybody for joining with us on this Easter talk about all things Eastery. Hope it's been a help. Easter this, and idolatry. Easter and idolatry. I hope this is going to enable you to have just joyous, rip, roarious fun with your family because God has blessed us infinitely. Uh, put the pedal to the metal. Yeah. Like, no need to restrain. Be zealous in your worship of the Lord. Happy Easter. Happy Easter. <laughs>